Today we're going to talk about three things, three things. As we all face this coronavirus together during this tough season, this tough time, with social distancing and all the safety measures we have to take to protect ourselves and protect others, there's a lot of things we can't do, right? We can't go to the movies, you know, we can't go out to eat at a restaurant with our family or friends, can't go to a sporting event, can't see the Cubbies, socks, man, eh, but can't see the Cubbies, you know? Um, by now, you're probably depressed, you know? If you were depressed before, I just reminded you all the things we can't do. And you're like, wait a minute, I, I tuned in so I could be encouraged, motivated. I'm going somewhere here. I'm going somewhere here. There's a lot of things we can't do. Look, I'm struggling too. It's tough. I love doing all those things. You know it's bad when you get pumped up to just throw out the garbage, right? You get excited just to go outside and throw out the garbage. Or you get pumped up to just go to Walmart. But did you know that there's three things we can do, three things as Christians we can do, as followers of Christ, the big three things we can do today in the midst of the coronavirus, we could, number one, we could pray. We could pray. Number two, control our mind. We could control our mind. Number three, we could be a good neighbor. Let's look at the first one, prayer. Did you know that we can pray through this crisis? Did you know that? That we can pray through this crisis? Did you know that there's power in prayer? Look at what 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 2-4 through 4 says. And you can follow the sermon notes on our site. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edmonton, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Harazan tomorrow. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Did you know that prayer to God through Jesus helps us overcome any crisis? Did you know that? There's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. When we pray, we're connecting heaven to earth. We're connecting heavenly resources to earth. And listen, heaven has the final word. Heaven has the final word. As we face this coronavirus, one of the most important things we can do as Christians is pray. Pray to Almighty God. There's power in prayer. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? There's power in prayer. King Jehoshaphat is a Jewish king of Judah in the Old Testament. His people had come to him and they tell him that his enemies, they're fast approaching. They're coming to attack. It was a great big army, a vast army. They were on the move. They were already on their way and actually they were close. They're already there. They're in Harazan Tamar. He did not see it coming. This attack was by surprise. He wasn't prepared for this. He was alarmed. But the first thing Jehoshaphat did was not assemble his army. He did not bring in the special forces or rally the army. 
the first thing he did, he prayed. He prayed. He resolved, the Bible says, he resolved to inquire of the Lord. He ran to God in prayer. He asked God for his help. He called all the people of Judah to pray and fast and to seek God's help through prayer. Listen, none of us knew, none of us saw this coronavirus coming. At the end of 2019, as we were closing out the year and we were celebrating New Year and we were welcoming 2020, nobody, nobody saw this coming. But God did. God did. At that time, we had no idea, no idea that within a few months, within three or four months, everything would take place. It's taking place right now. Thousands of people dying. Our kids studying, you know, the schools are closed and our kids are studying at home. Nobody saw that come. Nobody. God knew it was coming. God knew. So my question, the question on the table, what was your first reaction? Was it to pray? Was it to seek God? Was it to cry out to God? Or was it to just be fearful, be scared? Listen, it's important to take the safety precautions to wear the mask, wear the gloves, social distancing. Take all those steps. But besides all that, our first inclination as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, should be to pray, to cry out to God, to ask God for help, ask God for healing, ask God for a breakthrough. Let me ask you, since this whole thing has started, how much more are you praying? Are you praying more or are you worrying more? You see, prayer, praying leads us to peace, the peace of God. Worrying leads us to be fearful. Nothing good's going to come out from worrying. A lot of good will come from prayer. Listen, each day as we face each challenge in our lives, in our personal lives, each challenge that we face as the world, we either run to God or from God. Each day, you and I, we're either getting closer to God or we're walking away from God. But the good thing is he never walks away from us. He never leaves us. He's always there for us. Let me ask you, where are you at today? Where are you at today? Right now. Right now. Are you running to God? Are you praying? Are you seeking him? Are you asking him for his help? Or are you running from God? You're running from God. Maybe you're playing with sin or maybe you're just cold spiritually. Or maybe you're mad at God. Because through this trial, through this crisis, through this problem, maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you lost a job or something else or an opportunity. And, and the enemy lies to us and says, where is God? Where is God? If he's so good, where is he? And when I look in the Bible, I see he's right here. He's right there where you're at. He's right here. God has not left. God is here. The Bible says, God, listen, is your heart broken today? Is your heart broken? Because the Bible says, when I look in the Bible, the Bible says, God is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. You might say, what is prayer? What is prayer? Actually, what is prayer? Did you know prayer is talking and listening to God? 
It's talking to God and listening to him. It's not just talking. It's listening also. Listening to the Holy Spirit speaking to our heart, speaking to our mind, speaking to our life. It's learning to be still, cease striving, and know that he is God. He hasn't changed. He's still in control. He's still on the throne. Listen, will we believe in the dark what God has spoken in the light? Will we believe in the dark what God has spoken in the light? It's easy to praise God when things are good. It's easy to follow God when everything's going great. But when all hell breaks loose in your life and mine, will you still follow Jesus? Will you believe that he's still good? He's still good God, and he's still there. Prayer is communication with God. It's talking with God. God speaks to us through his word. We respond to God by prayer. Prayer is communicating with our Father, God our Father, through Jesus Christ. He's our commander. He's our chief. He's it. He's it. As kids run to their parents when they need something, as they run to their earthly father when they need something, or their earthly mother, God wants us in the same way to run to him, to go to him, to cry out to him, to depend totally on him. Are you doing that? How how are you in God? How are you doing? Let me ask you, but, but in order to pray to God, you have first have to have a relationship with him. And the only way you could know him is through his son. Listen, this is not about religion. Religion's man-made. This is about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. When Jesus was with the disciples, and the disciples asked him to show him the Father, how to get to God the Father, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but through me. And it felt like he was saying, period, that's it. I'm the only way, I'm the only life, I'm the only truth. No man can reach God the Father except through me. Do you believe that? Have you done it? Have you received Jesus? Is he your Savior, your Lord? If not, you can do that today. I'm going to lead you later in a prayer, and you can receive Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18, the Bible says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will in Christ Jesus. It says pray sometimes. No, pray continually. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. Live a lifestyle of praying. And you might think, well, what does that look like? Does that mean I have to be on my knees all the time, praying and always in church? No, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle of an ongoing conversation with God. We don't stop. You know, when we leave home, we're, we're talking to God on our way to work. We're talking to him on our way to school. We're, we could talk to him in the car. In the morning, we could talk to him. At night, we could talk to him. Are you kidding me? The God of the universe, this big, awesome God, he controls everything, and yet I can have a personal relationship with him one-on-one. Yeah, 
That's what the Bible says. That's good news. That's the good news of the Bible, of the gospel. Listen, we need to pray and talk to God when times are good. When times are good, don't forget about God. Don't take God for granted. And when times are bad, we really need to talk to God. We really need to listen to God. When times are bad, man, we need God. We need God. Prayer is connecting the resources of heaven to earth. Prayer has been described as spiritual breath for our soul. Did you know that? Did you know that as oxygen is to our bodies, our physical bodies, as we need oxygen to be able to breathe, did you know that our souls, our spirits, we need prayer to survive spiritually? Listen, we can't survive spiritually without communicating with our Father. We need God. We're desperate for Him. Are you desperate for God? Are you desperate for God? Did you know that sometimes God will allow a crisis like what's going on now to make us desperate for Him? Because we forget about God. Human nature, when times are good, sometimes we take God for granted. But when a crisis happens. It has a way of waking us up to our need of God. Listen, if there was ever a time, ever a time we needed to be praying, we needed to become prayer warriors, that time is now. It's now. Look at King Jehoshaphat. He prayed. The first thing he did, he prayed. He acknowledged who God is in his prayer. Listen, as Christians, when you face a crisis, that's bigger than you, it's important to remember that God is bigger than whatever you and I are facing. we got to remember who God is. And look at what the king does. He prays in verse 6 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And he says, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God of heaven who's in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations, Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you, God. God, nobody can come up against you. And then he remembers God's faithfulness in the past. He says, our God, our God, relationship. They had a relationship with God. He was the God of Judah, the God of Israel. He says, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? You know what prayer does? It helps us remember God's faithfulness in the past. Listen, you got to have a journal or a spiritual diary or something or a notebook. You got to write down answered prayers. You got to record it because we forget. Because when you're facing the next crisis, the next trial, you could look back and remember the God that was faithful yesterday. He's going to be faithful today. The God that was faithful when we faced 9-11, he's going to be faithful today as we face the coronavirus. He's the same God. He hasn't changed. Listen, corona has a word. God has the final word. Final word. The king, Jehoshaphat, he remembered who God was. He remembered, he acknowledged who God is. And listen, in verse 12, He was so humble. He says in verse 12, he prays, we don't know what to do. God, we don't know what to do. 
but our eyes are on you. Wow. Maybe, you know, that right there, that's, that's brokenness. That's humbleness. That's hitting. That's coming to the end of yourself and the beginning of God. That's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. Listen, when we pray, God's not looking for big words, fancy words. The Bible says he's looking for a contrite heart, a humble heart. God's looking right through us, and he's seeing, do we really want him? Are we really humble? Are we desperate for him? Do we realize that without God, we're nothing? With God, we have hope. Without God, no. Without Jesus, no. With Jesus, hope. We have hope. I love that. He says, we don't know what to do, God. We don't know what to do. This army is coming. It's a big army. They're already here. We don't know what to do. But our eyes, they're on you. God, they're on you. Our eyes are on you, God. We don't know what to do, God. Lead us. Show us. Help us. The book of James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. And he will receive it. But when we ask, we must ask by faith and trust and believe that God is who he claims to be. The one and only true God. Please don't miss this in this prayer. Maybe you're there right now. Maybe besides the coronavirus, you have other things going on. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you're stuck or you're facing other things. Sometimes when life hits you, when it rains, it pours. It pours. And maybe you're, you're there. You're, you're feeling like this. You're, I don't know what to do, God. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to take another step. But I do know one thing. My eyes, they're on you. I'm looking at you, Jesus. I, I'm just focusing on you. I'm going to keep my eyes on you, Jesus. And I believe that you're a good God and you're going to guide me through this thing. That's a good place to be. That's a great place to be. I hope you're there. If you don't know what to do, just get your eyes on Jesus. Put your eyes on God. Follow him. He will lead you through this. Lead us all. Listen, and the Bible calls us to walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by sight. As Christians, we walk by trust. We don't go by what we see on the outside in the physical world. Listen, all hell can be breaking loose. And it is. It is. All you have to do is turn on the news. But in our hearts, we can have peace in our hearts and in our minds because we know that God is still in control. He's still in control. Listen, when you're down, the only place to look is up. When you're down, the only place to look is up at God. The Bible says that after they had prayed, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehoshiah, son of Zechariah. And the word of the Lord was, do not be afraid. This is God's talk. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Or discouraged. Why did he say that? They were afraid. They were scared because of this vast army or discouraged. And then God says, for the battle is not yours, but God's. 
You will not have to fight this battle. See the deliverance of the Lord your God. God says, listen, when you have your eyes on me, when you're a Christian and I'm free and you're seeking me, and not that you're perfect, none of us are beginning with me, but remember, do not be afraid by whatever you may face. Don't be discouraged. You know why? Because the battle, it's not yours. It's God's. Somebody needs to hear this today. Somebody, somebody at home. You think you're facing this alone, and you think God's forgotten about you because of everything you're going through. Everything. And God wants you to know the word of the Lord for you today is, the battle is not yours, it's God's. He will deliver you. Do you believe it? Do you trust it? Don't go by your feelings. Just put your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on God. And watch the deliverance of the Lord. The battle is the Lord's. Listen, we need to learn how to pray. Listen, we should become prayer warriors. As times get worse, we need to pray more and seek God more. So the first thing we can do, we could pray. We could become prayer warriors. We could communicate with our commander-in-chief, Almighty God. Which then leads us to our second point, point number two. You know, the second thing we could do, we could control our mind. Control our mind. We could guard our mind, what we allow into our minds. That, that's on us. Look at what he says in Philippians 4, verse 8. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The Apostle Paul is saying, think about these things. Allow these things to camp out in your mind. Another thing we could do as we face this COVID-19 crisis, we could control our minds. We could control what we allow into our minds. That's our choice. Just like we have to protect ourselves and control where we go with social distancing, we need to practice social distancing with our minds and watch where we allow our minds to go and wander. Listen, the great teacher Oswald Chambers said, your mind is the greatest gift of God. God has given you. It ought to be fully devoted entirely to Him. It's been said that the greatest computer that has ever been created has been the computer of the human mind, created by God. By God. The greatest computer ever made. We should, take, we should be alert. We should take safety precaution steps. And we should be careful what we're, we're thinking about, what we're dwelling on. Listen, we need to be aware of the latest news. We need to be informed. We need to be educated as Christians. We need to be informed, but not consumed. Be informed. Know the latest. Know what's going on. You know, make sure you're taking safety precaution steps. And then change the channel. Change the channel. Don't be consumed. Don't be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just watching. Just bad news, bad news. Bad news, bad news. You know what that does? It creates fear. It creates fear. Fear leads you to panic. 
to chaos, to worry, to stress. Be informed, but not consumed. Be informed, but not consumed. Dr. Billy Graham, the great Billy Graham, he used to say, I pick up the newspaper in one hand, and with the other hand I have the Bible. And I see the world events, and I compare that to what the Bible says. He was informed. He wasn't consumed. He wasn't consumed. He was informed. He knew what was going on. He controlled his mind with the Word of God, with the Bible. Listen, when we're consumed with all the bad news and everything, that's, and that's all we're thinking about, that's all we're thinking about, it's going to lead us to a path of worry, anxiety, fear. And that's what the enemy wants. Did you know that? Because fear paralyzes us. Listen, fear will paralyze you where you can't even take a step. Fear paralyzes us. Faith energizes us to take a step forward. That's why the enemy, he uses fear to control us, to paralyze us. But the Bible says that as Christians, you know, we're to live by faith, not by sight. And did you know that the Bible says, God says, I have not given you, in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Listen, fear is not from God. The only healthy fear in the Bible is a healthy fear and respect for God. Listen, we will either fear God and have a holy respect for Him, or we will fear everything else in life. We choose. Did you know that it takes the same amount of energy to worry and, and get stressed out and it does to pray? We could use that same energy to pray and seek God. When we pray, it leads us to peace of mind. When we worry, it leads us to panic and fear. The Apostle Paul says we need to fill up our minds, fill up our minds with the truth of God's Word. Look what he says in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Control what you're putting in your mind. You control what you're putting in your mind by filling it up with the things of God, the Word of God. Listen, we need to get into the Word and get the Word into us. By studying it, memorizing it, applying it. We get into the Word of God. We get the Word of God into us. Did you know that the Bible teaches that there's a battle going on for our minds? Did you know that? The battleground that the enemy attacks us in spiritual warfare, it's right here in the mind. You know why? Whoever controls the mind controls the life. Whoever controls the mind controls the life. Where our mind goes, our feet follow, our life follows. Listen, that's why as Christians, the most important time of every day is the time we spend alone with God. Praying, reading the Bible, seeking Him, in a relationship with Him. Listen, when we skip our quiet time, our prayer time, our Bible reading time, when we skip our time alone with God... We've just left out the most important person of that day. God. God. No wonder why we struggle in knowing how to handle our day and, and deal with stuff in life. 
The Apostle Paul in Romans 12, 2, he says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect will. The Apostle Paul saying, hey, don't conform to the pattern of this world, a world of living that leaves God out, a lifestyle of living that says, I don't need God. He says, don't conform to that no more, but be transformed. Have your minds transformed with what? The Word of God, the Bible. Then we'll know what the will of God is. Let me ask you, are you a conformer to the world? Are you a Jesus transformer? Jesus transformer. I love the transformer movies, and my favorite is Optimus Prime. You look at him on one side, he looks like just a semi-truck, but he's got power in him. He's got power to switch, to transform, to Optimus Prime. Did you know that the moment we received Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit transformed us into adopted sons, adopted daughters of the living God? We have Holy Ghost power in us. And through the Word of God, He's using it to transform us, to change us, so we can live for God. Are you a transformer for Jesus? Are you a conformer to the world? Listen, Satan's primary strategy is to attack us in the mind. He puts thoughts in our mind of fear. He uses his demons to put thoughts of fear, and he lies and confusion, and he gets us to assume. How many times do you know that when we assume, we're usually wrong, right? Sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's the enemy putting a thought in our mind to get us to go the wrong way. And like Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Church said, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head. You can't stop it. Impossible. But you can stop a bird from building a nest on your head, right? You can, you can do something there. He starts building a nest. Hey, I'm not going to build a nest on my head. You know? You know what he means by that? He means that we can't control when a bad thought comes into our mind at split second. But we do control whether we decide to dwell on it and think about it. That's why he says, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedience to Christ. You know what that means when a bad thought comes into our mind? And it doesn't matter if it's from us, our flesh, or from the enemy or the world. It's not from God. It's not from God. We shouldn't be thinking about it. When a bad thought comes to our mind, we need to envision, put it in our hand, and releasing it to God. Say, this, is, this is not from God. I'm, I'm releasing it. God, I'm not going to think about this thing. Help me, God. And we don't dwell on it. We don't focus on it. We don't allow it access into our minds to stay there and camp there. Listen, did you know that prayer is a path to having peace of mind? Prayer is a path of having peace of mind. Look at what he says, what Paul, the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what he's saying? Worry about nothing, pray about everything. Worry about nothing, pray about everything. 
A lot of times we do the opposite, right? We worry about everything and we pray about nothing. But when we give God our fears, our concerns, everything through prayer, the Holy Spirit ushers in the peace of God in our hearts and in our minds. So the second thing we need to do, we need to control our mind, control what we're allowing access into our mind. Number three, our final point, number three, be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. Look at what Mark says. Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verse 31. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. When Jesus was asked what was the greatest commandment, he said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And then he then asked, what's the second? To love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Listen, during these difficult times, people when people go through tough times, the real them comes out. The real them comes out. You see the selfishness of people. When the whole coronavirus thing began and everybody was flocking to the stores to buy, uh, you know, uh, food and, and the basics and the main items, you know, the famous TP was, was gone. You know, toilet paper. That's not a theological word. It's toilet paper. And you could not find this stuff nowhere. And I don't, I don't know if it was just me. You know, I, I was frustrated. I remember going to different stores and I was frustrated. I was a little mad, a little ticked off. And I remember I was even a little irked with the grocery store worker. I kind of gave him a little Christian look. I'm like, what's up, man? Why didn't you guard this aisle? You know, you see someone taking a million rolls of toilet paper, that's a problem. Now nobody has it. But we know who you are. We know who you are. And we're coming. We're coming after service. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. We don't know who you are. But it was frustrating. You see people, there were accounts of people hoarding. You know, it's good to have extra and an emergency supply, but they were saying people were going overboard to the point where nobody had it. There was nothing left for anybody else. But God calls us as Christians to take care of our neighbors, to help our neighbors. Did you know that when God blesses us, He blesses us so we could be a blessing to someone else? The Bible says in the book of Corinthians that God comforts us with the comfort so that with that same comfort, we could comfort others. And then God gets the glory. He gets all the praise. Listen, right now for Christians during this coronavirus storm, it's an opportunity for us to be blessing zones, to be blessing people. When other people are being selfish, we're helping people. I'm so proud of our ladies here at Melrose. The ladies were inspired, and they rallied together, and they said, we're going to do something. And they had this event. It's called the Blessing Bag Event. Blessing Bag Event. And they, they got together, and it was a lot of work. And they created these blessing bags filled with a lot of goodies and food items and other things for first responders. And then they had a day where they went to Gottlieb Hospital. They went to the police and the fire department in Melrose Park. And they were just blessing. They were just handing them out. They were showing the love of Jesus Christ. I'm so proud of them. That's what it's about. It's opportunities to bless other people, to be a good neighbor. Listen, we can't help everybody. 
but we could help somebody. Somebody. Maybe you didn't lose your job and, and, and you're like, well, I, I can't help everyone. Could you help one person? Could you buy a food card for someone? Could you go to a neighbor and see what they need and maybe you could help them out? We could do something. We could, it's an opportunity for us to be a good neighbor, to show the love of Christ. During this difficult time, remember, there's three things we can do. We can pray. We can control our minds. And we could be a good neighbor. But you know who was the best neighbor of all? You know who was the one that showed the greatest love? Jesus Christ. The Bible says that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Earlier I said if you don't have a relationship with God, I could lead you in a prayer. And you could pray from your heart and talk to God and receive him. And he'll come into your heart, your life. And you could do life with God. If you've never received Jesus, if you believe he died on a cross for your sins and you want him to come into your heart and your life and start a new life with him, just repeat this prayer with me. Just close your eyes wherever you're at and repeat this prayer. Father God, I believe that I'm a sinner and I believe that Jesus, you died for me. And God, I'm lost without you. I know I need you. Come into my heart. Be my Savior, Jesus. Be my Lord. And I'll follow you, God. And if I fall down, in Jesus' name, I'll get back up. I give you my life, God. I'm all yours. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, will you let us know? Will you let us know on Facebook or on our site? Today, I pray with Pastor Henry. I receive Jesus. And let me be the first to say, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family of God. You are now an adopted daughter, an adopted son of the living God. Praise God. Amen. Will you connect with us online? There's a welcome card you can fill out. And if you have a prayer request, you can just complete that. If you've also like to give, there's a give option. Just click give, and you can give online. Next week, we're going to be talking about overcoming storms. You don't want to miss it. Have a good week. God bless you. We love you. Have a good week. God bless you.